0: 'Cause like there's only been the one RFC that Superhero Time took over. And then of course Officially. the and then of course as soon as we did, you know, Ben walks by naked. Yeah.
1: Like literally only the first ten
0: minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it was still pre show, so like it wasn't the worst thing ever. But like, yeah. <laughs> well.
1: It was the worst Wait. thing ever for anyone who was paying attention.
2: So calling it a pre show, is it There's like a pre-cum joke in there somewhere, and I'm trying to find it.
0: Congratulations, Scott. You're in the pre-cum joke right now. It's usually in the urethra.
2: Yeah. That joke just kind of dribbled out a little too early. Shut up.
0: Podcasts: The Final Frontier. These are the Star Trek episodes of the podcast Superhero Time. Our continuing mission? Explore old episodes of Star Trek. Alienate even more listeners. And boldly plow your mom where no one has come before.
3: Superhero Time presents that one episode of Star Trek.
0: With Chris. Are there any of life's problems that can't be solved by setting someone else up to be murdered?
1: Hey, Mickey. I just heard <laughs> a screaming "nutsack" into the Xbox microphone in the other room, so just, I, he's okay.
2: Scott. I just love the way Leonard Nimoy moved his fingers. At Fort Max. And he died of AIDS.
0: So maybe we should do a Star Trek episode. Yeah. We should do a season one
1: episode. 'Cause those are the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they aren't painful at all. You know, as shitty as season one is, I always kind of love them. Yeah. There's oh. something like, very nostalgic about them, like more so than any of the seasons that actually get good.
0: I think I've mentioned this before, like you can look at season one of next generation and it basically feels like a completely different show to the rest of T N G it does, yeah. yeah. Season season it's... two has that a
1: little bit also. Season I'll... two has space iris, which is totally a season one episode.
0: <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> I think like one of the big things that makes the uh, first two seasons really feel separate from the rest of the series is that with season three they got the new director of photography who lit the show completely differently. They updated the costumes and did a little bit of tweaking to the sets. So like in a lot of in a lot of um, qualitative ways, it is a different show from that point going forward. That's true. The lighting
1: is hugely different. I've never really
0: noticed it outright, but looking at at trying to yeah. Like season it's, one and two are lit in a way where it looks like you're watching something that was filmed for like big screen. Like it has a look of an eighties movie.
2: Yeah. I think it's
1: got more of a soap proper look to it. Everything's yeah, really it, brightly lit without a lot of shadow.
2: Yeah, it looks like a television show. I mean it, You it mean it the later proper. seasons? The later, uh, seasons. Early. later
1: seasons get more moody, more right. softer tones.
2: Right.
0: See, to me, though, that makes it look more like a soap opera. Everything's softer. There's less harsh
2: contrast. Everything's brighter. Yeah, but you to take into the cinematography and how they frame the shots and everything else, too. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, it's like these early episodes. Like this one, it just felt, it felt so artificial. It's like, oh, these are clearly actors on a set doing a TV show. Yeah, you know, I wasn't <laughs> sucked into the story. Because you know sometimes you watch Star Trek and like, oh, they're on the fucking bridge and it's you know it looks quote realistic, but with this one, yeah, it was just kind of like you can see the strings. Yeah, yeah, it was like like painfully apparent to me or something. Now that said, the uh the 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 special effects shots of the ships and everything, oh my god! You mean the ones they made for the movies? Yeah. Yes, those. They I, look really good. They look. <laughs> fain- Fabulous. I love seeing the Enterprise and the Starbase. Oh, it's beautiful. I love the Starbase model when it's lit like that.
0: mm mm-hmm. um, When it's not lit like that, it looks like exactly what it is, which is a giant metal space, mus- space mushroom. Because if you look at the shot, there's one shot where you can see the underside of the, the dome on the Starbase, and it's even mm-hmm. got that texture around it like the underside of the cap of a mushroom.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like, somebody really had mushrooms on their mind when they were modeling that. Giant's or a penis. space, dick! That
1: but anyway, an really... What? what Mickey? Starbase always bagg- boggles my mind in Baggles? how fucking big it is.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. huge.
1: I my mean, Galaxy Class is ridiculously enormous. Like, it just parks into it like it's a parking
0: space. The Galaxy Class is like 500-something meters long, I think.
3: So how much bigger is this, so what, when they made this starbase, they just scaled, they just scaled up the old one?
0: Yes. Yeah, okay. I like—I kind of like the concept of, okay, well, there's some starbases the Enterprise can't go to because it can't fit through the doors. Right. Now, there are the smaller starbases like you see in, um, uh, the Measure of a Man from Season 2 where it's not the mushroom-style starbase, it's like the regular one kind of model, where all the ships are on the outside because there's not really docking space inside for them. But, like, yeah, I want to imagine there is the mushroom cap starbases where they're just smaller and modern ships can't really go in them so easily. Or they just cut the doors bigger, one of the two. Because I get to think that whole dome on top is probably basically hollow. Like, yeah. that's, that's the parking garage. So they could just, like, enlarge enlarge the doors, that doesn't really help the scale problem of, like, you know, the relative size of the Enterprise to the width of the dome, but, like...
1: So, no, so what it is, is the more excited the people in Starbase are to see the ship... Oh, right. The,
0: <laughs> the the dome. Okay, but 12. see, in this episode, there's a problem with that, because, like, there's a the shot of the Enterprise passing by that room with the big windows, <laughs> and nobody's paying attention. Yeah, I love that scene, because it's such, like, a, a, a majest, majestic scene. And I just
1: think yeah, whatever, it's the Enterprise. Well, like, the galaxy class... There's two galaxy classes out there. Fuck, we don't need to look at it. Uh, three. I've seen a picture. Three. Uh, There'd is, be the galaxy, the Enterprise, and the
0: Yamato. Yeah, the Yamato what? blows up in season two.
1: Oh, okay. We saw a clip on YouTube. We don't need to turn around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, before we start the show proper, which, I mean, this is all going in the show anyway, but before I actually introduce the show, I just want to say, like, we're lucky we got the first Borg episode before they changed the director of photography, because, like, I think that lighting style really suited the creepy interior of the Borg ship. Like, it, it kind of worked for that situation, I think. Anyway, this week on that one episode of Star Trek, we're talking about... um. See, this is the one Star Trek episode title I can't actually memorize because it's just a string of numbers. 1-1-0-0-1-0-0-1.
2: Yeah, that's the one. Of course, Fort
3: Max can say it.
2: Fort Max might be reading well, yeah, it. That's how Fort Max thinks to herself. Oh, I please!
3: Can. I'm not. I don't. I'm not reading it. <laughs> Fair enough. What
1: is it? in X?
0: Memory Alpha knows. Yeah. Memory Alpha has a whole segment in here about what the binary string can translate into.
1: Of course it does
0: yeah, nerds in in I was base gonna six... say it translates to minuet in base sixteen it's c nine it's close to b four
2: foreshadowing of nemesis <laughs> no all right, but what does it mean in Spanish <laughs> it means butterflies it's not relevant. <laughs> Not goddamn relevant!
0: (laughs) So yes, we decided to have a little fun and watch a Season 1 episode for this week. Did we have fun? Yes. Season 1 episodes are fun. (laughs) Well, I think that means Mickey's volunteered to do the summary this week. Sure, whatever.
1: I don't care about doing a good job, so this will be fun.
0: Well, you know, (laughs) it's nice to have
1: variety. Okay, summaries and Mickey summaries. Starbase. Because they're going to get their spark plugs changed, and they're going to get a bonus computer upgrade at the same time. And
3: I think they're trying to get the Hologrid deck to not try to kill people.
1: <laughs> Bless their hearts.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that'll work
3: out in their favor. Uh, has it tried to kill anyone at, by this point in the yes. series? Yes, yes
0: it has. They make reference to, well, they make vague reference to that later on.
3: See, I, was I, w- I, was I, I wasn't sure if it was actually, that it had actually tried to kill someone kill people or that it was just some other of the mishaps that uh, tend to happen it keeps getting clogged with Riker's
0: semen they need to find some way to reconstitute that into the matter pool so this was after the big goodbye which was the first episode featuring a holodeck causing grievous injury to someone because the safety protocols that stop you from getting shot to death turned off because that's totally a thing that should be possible
2: just turn it off and turn it back on again. You'll be fine. Yeah. God, these ship shots and it going into the starbase is just I mean, what, gorgeous. I cannot imagine how beautiful op- those scenes I,
3: are. Yeah, I never <laughs> understood why they have the option for
2: holodeck can hurt you. <laughs> why? Why they build that as a feature? <laughs> well, look you
3: know, at they, they.
2: It's like they give you a gun. It's like, well, the bullets, if you set them right, uh, just sting. They don't kill you, but. Uh, the, the fault is that it kills you. It's like, why would well, you do like
1: that? If, uh, the, the G1 Megatron toy had an option where you could load real bullets into it and it would fire them. Right, right.
2: But you could set it where it doesn't, so it's fine.
1: Right. Yeah. It
0: doesn't come with real bullets, but if you happen to have some. Right. Well, that's kind of like, you know, they sell the uh, civilian versions of, like, full automatic weapons, which are locked down to just semi-auto. But a lot of people also sell conversion kits, which are just springs and metal plates. They're not harmful but if you put the two together, you get a full-auto P90 at home.
3: You know a lot about this. Yes, I do. Should we be worried?
2: Yes, you should. I'm not. I'm in California.
1: <laughs> they don't no allow guns there. They're banned.
2: Right. <laughs> That's why
1: Also clouds.
0: <laughs> you know what's not banned in
2: California? Avocados. I was going to say Bot Cobb. <laughs> they haven't banned them yet.
0: No, but Bachov had been very disappointed not to see any squirrels since
2: he moved back there. I think they're probably illegal too. I think I think all the squirrels here actually work for the state.
3: Oh, so Bokob has a state job now?
2: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no one's gonna hire Bachov.
0: Yeah. Sad trombone played by a squirrel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the sound of a school trombone. It's very small.
1: <laughs> okay, so the Enterprise is uh shoving into park here. And I love this shot of uh that that airlock tube thing, the walkway. Yeah. We can you see gangway. people walking through it. Yeah. That looks fucking fantastic. I wish I love do- how we see it. Then The cells not lit up and they're the wrong colors.
2: Yeah. oh, well, they're off. I mean, they're parked, you know.
1: Yeah, but the the red part is just clear glass. So then, you know, you see the copper around the covers, the blue mm-hmm. parts. I love seeing that for some reason. Yeah, yeah no, I agree with you. It's fucking rad. The, okay, um, so now, is this the only time we see the airlock
0: being used for the Enterprise? Uh, yeah. If my Fair memory mouth. serves. That's the only yeah, appearance think, of this airlock.
2: I think even when it went to, when the, uh, Enterprise went to DS9. I think it docked on one of those upper spires, but like at the saucer. Yeah, it, it, it did
0: the logical thing. Like I was complaining <laughs> about this. On, I was complaining about this on Twitter. It doesn't make sense for the Enterprise's primary docking port to be in like the most hard to reach place, where under all the overhang of the ship. You know why wouldn't you have the main docking uh, ports on the saucer section where most of the population of the ship actually lives?
3: Now, of course, it does make sense that, yeah, there would be that, yeah, that could be the main docking section for the uh, drive section. Yes, if the ship has
0: to separate before it goes into port somewhere for whatever reason, it would make sense. Yeah, have some docking ports there, and it's less of a thing because there's no uh, huge overhang there. yeah. Maybe it's an issue of like this is just the
1: leftover technology from the previous generation. And it just costs too much to overhaul it for the Galaxy Class.
3: Well, yeah, we, the the is... we can make the entire station
1: much bigger anyway. <laughs> well, that was easier. You just make your blueprints twice as large. Right. You don't have to design
0: anything. And All the decks are now 16 feet tall? <laughs> yes. I'm been
2: playing the Star Trek Online video game.
0: No, like, the the Starbase is really an interesting thing. It's like, you're, it's like they're in a Dentroti ship. The Starbase is an interesting thing, too, because, like, you know, the series where we're actually seeing the inside of a space station full-time, that's a teeny-tiny station by comparison. Yeah. Like, I would like to see a show or something set inside one of these Starbases. And the amusing
1: thing about DS9 is that Space actually had a, a purpose. It was for ore refinery.
0: Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is the purpose of an Earth Starbase?
1: Space dock. Of a Federation? Yeah, why does it need to be that large? What are they doing inside the rest of that station? Well, Whoa. I think it's,
0: it's like, when it was conceived of in the movie, it was where they would do work on the starships. Like, this was the Earth space dock. Right. Like, there was only but... one like this, and it was where, you know, a ship would put in for refit and stuff uh, when it was not needed to be out in, like, the, the space frame where they're constructing it over from the ground up, basically.
1: Well, uh, okay, I mean, yes, but that's what's going up at the top where the ship that should go in.
0: Yeah, what's going on with the shaft?
1: <laughs> Who's working the shaft?
0: Well, something that big, you have to <laughs> imagine, needs a lot of power. So I imagine there's a lot of fusion reactors down there.
2: Yeah, I imagine supplies, you know. and there's probably a,
0: a probably a huge support crew for all the
3: starships. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of this be. stuff they can they can replicate the base materials, but they still have to. The other the other thing to consider here is that
0: as ships would put in for service and maybe be in there for two or three weeks, the crews would need recreational facilities, also accommodations off the ship. Uh there's probably a lot of
3: space that's not and these would be used for multiple they'd have multiple ships in there at once, of course. Yeah, so there's probably okay, so a lot of the why space probably
1: the same down to Earth. I mean well, it's hard to get spaceships down to the surface of a planet. No, I mean you dock the ship at Earth and the crew beams down to dock the, the ship at the fucking station. Crew <laughs> beams down to Earth where there's hotels and beaches well, while they but, stay on a space station. That can take a while.
2: Yeah, still energy induced A thousand people to beam down all at once? It's lot of transporter rooms. To... Post-scarcity, bitch. Well, it's true, but it still takes time and energy to do that stuff. Like, Mostly the time. Space station is all transporters, then. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, one giant pad. <laughs>
3: Well, as the
2: joke, quickly six at a time. If you could transport an entire starship, you wouldn't need to. (laughs) Okay, anyway,
1: so uh, Mirror Universe Picard is bringing these two aliens. (laughs) I know, (laughs) right? Uh, this one is zero one, the other one is zero two.
0: (gasps) No, it's one
1: zero, whatever. Yeah, it's it's ten and one. It's, the writers are too lazy to come up with good names, so I'm going to be too lazy to bother to
0: remember that shit they came up with. You know, there's kind of a problem societally when your names are two-digit binary strings, because there's only so many of those. Yeah.
3: Like, the thing is, they only four... have
0: two names.
1: Period. <laughs> There's basically name one and name two. That's what every person on our planet has, one of the two of them.
0: Maybe there's actually only four binars, which would be kind of stupid because, you know, binars, not quad-nars.
2: Experimental-nars. Yeah, <laughs> bi nars
1: Anyway, so they're on here to upgrade the holodeck and upgrade the computers because
2: they're just friendly like that. No hidden tricks. Now, what I don't get is this: com- the commander guy. The commander guy who did the, the Picard ripoff uh, like, off Oh, like Commander Quintanera. Fucking... <laughs> 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 commander is what you say? Yes. <laughs> I just identify with 14-year-old girls. What can I say? 15-year-old girls. <laughs> <Get it> from, <laughs> right? God, from California. You're acquired <laughs> Spanish. That's... Not far from the truth. But yeah, he's like, he just talks about them like as if they're old friends. Like, oh yeah, this is our new equipment. You know, this is just the way we do things now. Here are the binars. It's like, well, who vetted them? I mean, who, you know, is this like an ongoing relationship? Are they part of the Federation? Are they just, they just show up and offer to do this one day? What (laughs) the hell? They're my mistresses. (laughs) 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 See, the cool thing is, though, if you actually want to like have sex with a binar, it's an automatic threesome
1: but you can't do that cuz it, it's only two sums they work
2: in so you like... <laughs> like
0: yeah like you're 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 injecting code into a closed system you're going to create a crash Ooh, um, that sounds
2: hot <laughs> look look i've already worked my 8 hours today i don't need to work anymore <laughs> injecting hot loads of code into systems let me parse some phrases in your ear <laughs> <laughs> Wesley spends the entire episode staring at their asses going, I wonder what it would like to fuck one of them.
3: Yeah, he just stares at them. No, 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 you can't fuck one of them. Fuck (laughs) two of them. Wesley is just fucking staring at
1: these
2: bitches. Rude. I mean, he stares at them as if he's just, he can't keep his mind off their tight little orifices.
1: He stares at them like he's never seen an alien life before. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Where is their air? (laughs)
2: Riker, are you seeing the shit? They're pink. <laughs> they don't look at all like little testicles. And they're like how guilty they are. Like, nope, nope, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Nope, everything's fine. Yep, we're good. Uh, we're uh, we're, over- yeah, yeah, we're overflowing. Yeah. We're overclocking. Overflowing stacks. We're totally in like here? an overheat. Yeah, I got some liquid cooling for you.
1: <laughs> I want to. The-
2: The binary say everything's cool,
1: we're just doing our thing, and then they keep casting these shady glances over the shoulder, like are they watching us still? (laughs) Yeah. But they're practically twirling their fucking mustaches.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Wesley just stares at them like, I'm gonna he's just he's formulating a way to fuck one of them. He's got to be. Two of them. (laughs) And that one gives him a look. That one gives him a look like, oh, And Riker's like, yeah,
1: just keep your eye on them, Wesley. Just keep it in your pants. Ah, see, that's the <laughs>
0: thing. Wesley's following orders. Keeping an eye on them. He's just misinterpreting wildly as, you know, literally, don't take your eyes off of them. Well, thank goodness Riker didn't say
1: stick to them like glue, because like he would have actually literally glued himself onto them.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, Wesley. Now, so, let's begin a day in the life of Riker. Either that, or he would have gone off and invented some new of some new type of glue to stick to two of them at once. He would have invented a binary adhesive. Oh god damn it.
2: <laughs>
3: uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that it, it was either adhe- adhering or it wasn't.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry of adhering these jokes. <laughs> so yes a day in the life of Riker, otherwise known Would as you no- genuine, Mickey?
0: <laughs> a day in the life of Riker, otherwise known as nobody wants anything to do with will <laughs> well except for tasha and a wharf who are like you want to come get the shit beat out
1: of you in a, uh, a violent game <laughs> and what are like, these like, outfits uh... Like <laughs> so, parisi squares um, right
0: like what the hell kind of sport must that be for how these outfits are laid out The entire left side of their body is armor-clad. And their
1: right elbows. (laughs) (laughs) Also, no cups. So, apparently nothing ever happens to the goods in this game.
0: Well, I mean, we only see Tasha and Worf, clearly. Like, Tasha doesn't need one. And, you know, Worf's a Klingon, so they probably have a cup built in anatomically. And plus, needing a cup is not Not honorable. Not honorable.
2: (laughs) yes <laughs> the head of the klingon penis is armor-plated like the tops of our heads like a starbase yeah <laughs> so the females can't bite it off i mean you joke but that seems like it would actually be important yeah i know man it's <laughs> memory <laughs> faded is weird about.
3: but yeah so what we know about pre-c squares is that apparently it's violent can get kids killed from playing it and Weird armor. Yeah. I mean, and what I'm I... assume
1: it's basically high lie, except you're not throwing it at targets, you're throwing it at people. And it's, and
2: it's bladed.
0: And it seems like, you know, you block with your left side and you attack with your right elbow then, because those are the parts that are reinforced. And watch your crotch.
1: I Actually, I bet you just there's
0: load people into trebuchets and fire them at the other team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be the best. I don't explain why we never get to see it played.
1: So, as uh, Yara and her team waddle off to victory, <laughs> the lights go out, and Riker's confused. Computer, what the shit? <laughs> and Major Barrett helpfully tells them, oh, well, we
0: shut down the
3: lights because the computer upgrades. And we, we well, no, No, we specific, specifically shut down the lights in the um, unused areas.
0: In order to free up computer that resources. That sentence. <laughs> Thank you Fort Max.
3: They shut You're the light,
0: They shut the lights off to free space in the computer.
1: Yes, because apparently Riker does not count as a
3: person anymore. And apparently, uh, lights takes up memory. lights being gone takes up computer memory.
0: Yeah, how many gigabytes of lights does the Enterprise have? Uh, well, probably about one hundred and
1: twenty-eight megabytes. That's not that much. That's a huge amount back then.
2: Oh yeah. At least several Kiloquads. quads.
1: They didn't invent that until Voyager, I don't think. Is Kiloquad quad like a, a measurement of like a lot of cocaine?
2: No, like, no, it it's oh. a whole lot of fours. It's well, it is, but only in a in a in a central area of a university. A kilo quad is four Tim Curry's in a group. <laughs> like that. All right.
0: That, that's what mainly, you call a flock of us. Tim Curry. A Kiloquad. quad. Tim Curry. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Keeping the Paladin alive in superhero time. So, uh roger
1: says, "Well, okay, whatever. I'll go check on Jordy and Data and see what kind of fun they're having."
2: Don't hang out with me.
1: Data's being creative and painting.
2: Well, correction. I love how, I love how pretentious Data is. Too. I love how he's playing of I am
0: being an artiste. <laughs> so Jordy is teaching Data to be creative
2: because that's a. Creativity works. Yes. I mean, I didn't know how to be creative until someone taught me. Right. The, the very strict rules of cre- creativity.
0: Yes. And then Riker basically just leaves, making fun of them. Hey, a blind guy teaching a robot to paint. Some, somebody ought to write a Run, book about around. you too. Turn around and give him the biggest fuck you look.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I busted out laughing. You <laughs> fucking
1: cunt! Thing. Get out of my universe.
2: <laughs> Jordy looks over like mother. <laughs>
0: also, it's
1: but curious that... Data thing. looks annoyed by it. But, dude, not cool.
2: Uh, I love how fucking pleased Riker is with himself. He is so pleased with himself. He just smirks and goes... <laughs> He's just a oh, nerd. Commanding officer, they can't do shit.
0: You know, it's good that Riker got the beard from season two, because he looked like way too much of a smarmy asshole
3: this whole season.
2: He it- did. What an asshole. Like, that and I, he's
3: just have, man-spreading, going every time you see him in, like, every time he's in the background of his seat sitting down, he's just legs wide open. Balls. Because he,
0: he, he's all balls. They gotta
1: go yeah.
2: somewhere. He's just letting yeah. you know he's open for business. He's got like six or seven of them in there, so... wait, Yeah, it looks like a dice bag full of golf balls. So it's a Purple crown royal sack full of testicles. Yes, that is exactly what Riker's scrotum looks like. <laughs> well, it gets used so much, it's a little bruised. <laughs> yeah, well, And every time he tries to sit down, you know, without being bow-legged, he just kind of...
1: So, Riker's satisfied with his super awesome mean tweet. He just <laughs> logs off from Twitter and says, I'm going to visit Beverly, see what she's
0: up to. She'll hang out with me. So we have Riker Googling. Could we get, like, Riker posting? so
1: uh, Riker walks into the scene and sees Beverly and says hey looks like you're packing to leave the ship forever
0: no it's like 12 episodes too early for that not till the
1: end
3: of the season
2: it is a weird thing and also why does Beverly look like she's 25 but wearing makeup to make herself look older she looks strange
1: I always thought that Beverly kind of puts makeup on herself, or the makeup artists do it for her. Like sh- she should be like in an old West type of thing. Yeah. There's very saloony about
0: her makeup style. I
1: agree generation.
2: with you.
0: I think it's weird. I agree. I think it's just think that, it's like, flesh. I suspect just like in universe, Beverly never learned how to put makeup on correctly. <laughs> like she's completely self taught.
1: Well, didn't she teach Lal how to do it?
2: Well, was somebody it. else
1: that she was teaching.
2: Yeah, and Lol died, so we know how that turned out.
1: <laughs> hey, once a <laughs> was talking about makeup.
2: Uh, no, it was uh, um, the the, the, the Jinnai,
1: yeah. Yeah, Jinnai. Yeah, the, the, the Digimon old guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he got younger later, it's fine.
1: Yeah,
2: he got younger and hotter. <laughs> and then evil. Sure. I do like that, but Beverly just... Runs the hell out on Riker, too,
0: well, that's kind of like the talk. running, Bye. That, that's the, running get out the show That's the running joke, though, isn't it? Like nobody wants to hang out with Riker today. Mhm, unless you know it's to get him beat up. I think like that Bradley's
1: excuse for leaving the ship is like I find a way to to marry science with machine. It sounds crazy, but I'm totally going to
2: make it work, yeah, and then she cackles like a mad scientist, so
1: <laughs>
2: okay Krieger, you go have fun with your Nazi robots. <laughs> The up, 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 please. My penis is going to get so erect. So, desperate for friends, Roger goes to talk to the Binars. <laughs> so, bottom of the barrel. We finally hit bottom of the barrel. But you
0: know who's absent this episode? Troy. No, I didn't even bad. notice until
1: you mentioned that.
2: Yeah. Sad, is well, it? Well, normally so critical. <laughs>
1: So Riker's asking the miners, "So what are you doing to Holodeck? Um, making it better. We're, tur- it?
0: we're turning sure, off. Give me a bar. We're turning off kill you mode.
2: Yeah.
1: So Riker wants a jazz bar. The first thing that pops in his head is Kansas City. No, it's where you, that's no, it's where you get
0: barbecue sauce from.
1: <laughs> really, Riker? Kansas famous for its jazz well <laughs> kansas city missouri
2: it's more like blues i think kansas city missouri would be more missouri is more about the blues than jazz i don't i don't is get like
1: as you were thinking of either mississippi or you're thinking of louisiana
2: right which he figures out eventually
1: yeah, so finally he's like, oh yeah, that's right, New Orleans is jazz. Duh, I'm dumb.
0: Basically <laughs> basically Riker wants some place to bone for a little while, so he asks for a trio and an audience. <laughs> yes. But no shit,
1: this is too many audience. I need much less audience than this. A little more intimate.
2: Maybe just like ten or twelve. So so the key word for slut is intimate in holodeck speak. I have to remember yes. that.
1: Well, I think the computer is uh, cross-shared with with Riker's likes and preferences. Mm -hmm. Like it's learned. When Riker says intimate, they know it means conjure up a slut. (laughs) Right. So the computer generates bar slut number one, a blonde.
0: This is, for some reason, unsatisfactory.
1: (laughs) Oh, <laughs> because Riker says blondes and jazz don't mix.
0: Yeah, I don't really get that, but I'm not like a jazz aficionado. So, but well, that's
1: such a great Rikerism, though. Yeah, I mean, I believe it because he said it. So they're darkening
0: things out to brunette. This episode basically is just you know a Rikerism.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. Gross. <laughs> so it's about this point in the episode. I'm beginning to wonder: is there is there going to be a plot in this episode? Not I yet. Mean, we're only with... about halfway in. Well, yeah, but I mean, as I was watching it last night, I was thinking, I was thinking, uh, is there anything actually going to happen?
1: Yeah, we're going to see Riker make friends.
2: Oh, that's exciting.
0: <laughs> because the so, only person who wants to hang out with Riker today is a hologram.
2: that's programmed... programmed to like yeah.
1: him. This is like a Jordy yeah. episode. Why <laughs> isn't this a Jordy episode?
2: <laughs> well, this is for seasons before they knew who Geordie was.
0: Yeah. That's true. This is before Jordy was someone.
2: Yeah. But
0: anyway,
1: so Brunette isn't dark enough for Riker. So uh-huh. he he just turns the brightness all the way down. <laughs> and we get Minuet.
2: Who looks a little bit like a really young Janeway.
1: She does. She also has sort of an 80s soap opera look really hard about her. Well,
2: yeah. Oh, well, you know, this there, actress. Soft focus.
0: This actress was <laughs> recurring in Law and Order from very early on, so. You're not far off.
2: I and mean, she looks like Barbara Walters in some of these shots. It's so fuzzy.
1: I think a lot of it is not just the hair, but it's the jewelry specifically, which really screams 80s at me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like painfully 80s. And that's really a problem in this <clears throat> particular scene, because this is not an 80s jazz bar. No. But
2: she looks so, 80s as fuck, all right? Yes, she is anachronistic. Yeah, she should look like she's from 1958, which is the year he actually specified. Yes. So of course he gets she you gloss over the fact that he does his famous lines, says, "You know, what's your I name?" And over, t- I hadn't got to it yet. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Let him finish. Oh, I try to. Sometimes I get. So his the most famous get. line. <laughs> I'm not taking that joy from haymaker Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right, so we did enough
1: discussion on minuet. Let's introduce ourselves.
2: Allow myself to introduce myself. What's your name? And tell me you love jazz. Actually, I fucking hate jazz. This place just has really good cheese sticks.
0: And <laughs> <sighs> episode <laughs> Freeze Frame, <Yes>. roll
2: credits. <laughs> it's got cheap whiskey that's why i'm here <laughs> a loser likes jazz
1: well she's minuet and she loves all jazz except for dixieland why not dixieland why that? you can't dance to it you stupid motherfucker
3: <laughs> <clears>
1: the <throat> is like i can watch me <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, don't dance to this shit Pulls out like a cane and a straw hat, and starts dancing <laughs> to it, swinging his arms and everything, kicking his feet up really high. Ha-ka-da!
1: So as Rocker proceeds to ask her what she's doing, in computer-generated gin joint like this. Ugh! The panelists <laughs> passing just side-eye at each other, left and right, going, "God, this
2: the loser!" <laughs> <laughs> and they're like thinking, "Has he never seen a human female before? Because he sure is acting like it." Like, well. You pro you had the computer uh, program me to be here. Yeah, so if I had a minuet, I'd be a little upset. It's like, I only exist because of you, and you're acting confused? I'm a little hurt. <laughs> so,
1: right, so it seems pretty obvious that Riker and this chick are going to start bone right here on the bar. The binars just cut the fuck out of the scene. They're like, we're not watching this shit. This is human. Fucking is gross. <laughs> So, the crew continues to leave the ship for their fascinating Starbase leave, while Wesley continues to stare at the binars on the bridge. I he's also, been there for six hours without moving. He's crawling across his forehead he's not even <laughs> noticed.
2: Across his eyeball. Also, I
0: just want to point out the alarming situation here, where Wesley has been twice told by a senior officer, you have the bridge. Now, mind you, they yeah. are docked in the Starbase, and the Enterprise is basically turned off, but still.
2: He's not even... Like in Starfleet, he's an acting ensign. He's just some kid. Yeah. What do you mean he has the bridge? (laughs) Fuck you, he has the bridge.
1: No, this is like when your parents take you to the mall and they park, say, okay, you can sit behind the wheel while I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. The keys aren't in the ship right now. I mean, (laughs) they're just saying, Wesley, wait by the phone and call us if something happens. (laughs) So to continue, continue Wesley's rudeness, he approaches a mirror and says, can I ask you a question about the binars who are standing
3: like three feet to my left? Why don't you just ask them? They're busy. And again, Wesley doesn't, <laughs> isn't alone with the bridge. There is a commanding officer with them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, an actual commander. Although he wasn't there earlier.
1: Well, why don't you ask the binars yourself, Wesley? Because they're kind of gross. I don't like them. <laughs> Ew. They're all pink and slimy looking. <laughs> They like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look wet. Looks sweaty. So we also go there and ask them, so it's pretty great being attached to computers, guys, right? It's amazing. Science. <laughs> like, yes, it's fantastic. With a few disadvantages. Side eye, side eye, side eye, not doing anything suspicious.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so hard.
1: Picard like that... wanders into the scene.
2: I like I, I do like how the binars continue the tradition of using female actor you know women actors actresses uh to play aliens to give them weird off kilter um kind of a sense
0: Yeah, Roddenberry's is kind of fond
2: of that trope. Yeah, yeah, I want them to be kind of uh oh, genderless. What's that what's another term for that? Why Androgynous. That word... Androgynous. Thank you. God damn.
1: Why is it my went first to Androgyne instead of Androgynous first?
2: Who knows? I don't know.
1: Uh, it's not like they always cast uh, female voice actors to play children.
2: Right.
0: Except it's, when they get uh, Brad Swale to voice a ten-year-old. Then it's just I don't know weird. Who that is. Uh, Catra from Gundam Wing. No? Um, He's the faggoty one, right? Oh. Well, it's Gundam uh, Wing. I mean... That, yeah, you'll have That's to the be joke. more specific. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I thought it was completing the joke.
1: Okay, we're, oh yes, Picard wanders in the scene. He's like, Wesley, quit bothering them while they're working and stop staring at them, it's rude. <laughs> now where is Riker?
2: He's in the holodeck. Again! You want me to, like, call him? No, 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 I'll go to them by goddamn self and get his attention. <laughs> no, no, I'll barge in myself. Yeah, I really just want to see what he's doing.
1: So we cut down to uh, Riker blowing his bone. (laughs) His words, by the way, his words. And Minuet is really enjoying it. She's watching it and she's just
0: smiling and getting into the spirit of things. Meanwhile, the artificial intelligence the computer has generated to operate her is just screaming because it has no choice but to stare <laughs> intently and smile.
1: Now, I love the guy that got playing the piano in Riker's hollow band. Yes. Because he's sort glancing over his shoulder like, yeah, I'm pretending to smile. like This is fun, but you really fucking suck. Right. <laughs> and that outright says it.
3: Yes. <laughs>
1: the computer is snarky. Yes.
3: Yeah. Usually if it's dunking on someone like this, it's Geordie. Why isn't this a Geordi? Episode? <laughs> well I like, well, usually when Giordi gets dunked on, it's by uh Major Barrett and not uh whatever uh yeah, we'll get that character it is. Yeah. <laughs> like Wait,
2: the... We'll get to the mystery of not Major Barrett computer here in a little bit. Uh yeah, no, no shit. I like how the basis guy is like you gonna tag that? <laughs> if you're not going to tap it i will well
0: yeah that's how Parker's we get to, like... that's how we get to the whole you suck part because like you're going right. to hit that what makes you think she's interested i mean look at the way she's looking at you dude maybe it's yeah. my music yeah well about that don't quit your day job
1: <laughs> shady
2: ass piano player because <laughs> anyone who sweats playing piano is probably not doing it right <laughs> It's all moonshine and I'm leaking out. <laughs> it's Russ?
3: <laughs> also, this is uh, 50s, so it in New Orleans, so no air conditioning and it's humid. Except it's not humid because Riker's doing fine.
0: Well, the humidity is a simulation.
1: <laughs> Simulated moisture. Hollow moisture. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't worry, Riker so, is getting ready to pro- provide his own uh, authentic, you know, Riker moisture.
3: <laughs> well, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, he's that uh, that's where a lot of the hollow moisture that's already being used is coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: Biggie Wet makes this creepy comment like, oh, I can anticipate your moves. That's why I can follow you so well when you leave when they're dancing. I'm like, man, if an AI started going, I can anticipate your moves. I'd be a little creeped out. Because it's just looking for weaknesses at that point.
3: Oh, please. It's not looking for weaknesses anymore.
2: It has them all.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It had Riker figured out from the moment it
0: generated her. Mm -hmm. What is it that consumes and enthralls
1: you? That's an interesting choice of words. It gets me hard.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't understand how Riker can fall for this computer-generated character so easily and quickly. I think,
0: okay, so like, part of the dialogue seems like it's supposed to be he doesn't get how he can fall for it either. It's just written and delivered really, really badly.
2: Like It's like, how far can this relationship go? Motherfucker, it's not a relationship! You've known her for seven minutes!
1: I sort of got the implication that whatever this program is doing is directly feeding into Riker's psyche. But like not yeah, like in like, know, like a, a real like telepathic way, but like it's programmed to analyze every single aspect about him and react immediately to it. Yeah, like in a way that is hitting him subconsciously.
0: Yes, the the holodeck is doing a cold read on him.
2: Yes, yes. So uh, so the weird thing. So he starts making out with her, <laughs> and I, I, Picard comes in. I figured Picard like, holy shit, what the fuck, you know? But he's like, oh hey, what's up? <laughs> oh. Oh, sorry, uh,
3: I'll be, I'll go. Yeah, but, like, yeah, like he's probably I didn't mean, to he's seen this
1: shit before. <laughs> hey, he barges into a holodeck that he knows Riker is using by himself, like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your private sex session
0: here. Right.
2: <laughs> Which, I mean, he's totally cool with it, but I don't understand, it's like, it seems like in later series, like, if, you, if you're emotionally involved or even physically involved with a holodeck character, it's kind of, like, gross, and people kind of give you shit about it. Yeah, but here it's just like, oh no, it's fine. Fuck the holograms; it's good. So
1: here's where we get back into the first seasons freer sexuality than the rest of the seasons have. Yeah,
2: like we saw yeah. in
1: one where in space everybody's boning all the time because it's the '60s still and To Roddenberry, right?
2: <laughs> and they start speaking French in front of uh, Roger just to piss him off.
1: <laughs> Roger starts tapping his ear. The universal translator broken. Or... <laughs> <laughs>
2: This babe, did my Babelfish die? What the fuck? <laughs> I wonder, the
0: Universal Translator something is something that's just sitting in their ear, correct? That's in the Combat. for the communicator. Well, how does it, it work, though? It translates things universally. And how do they hear it? Through the Combat, probably. Yeah. So there's just
2: noise going off everywhere from everyone's Combat. Well, it's all focused and hand wavy science fiction. Look, the Universal Translator, as much as they do explain it, is magic, and we all know it. Well, I'm sure the
1: Institute has an answer for this. <laughs> Look it up. Pause the program. I we'll, always we'll, assume there was like just got a tiny little earbud receiver that just stick inside their ear that's like a patch or something. Yeah,
2: maybe. Always, they always assumed it was the uh, ComBadge. I believe in the, the technical manual, it talks about the ComBadge having it.
1: And so I the, think they... Is the processor for it, but I think the actual speaker for it would be someplace where no one would hear it. Yeah. Uh, the like Ferengi
0: have... have the Ferengi have in-ear universal translators. Deep Space Nine established that in the
3: fourth or fifth season. Oh, that's, the, yeah, Little Green Men. Yeah. Well, they also have huge ears that are able to fit whole things like that.
2: Yes. They could put a whole hard drive in there if they wanted to. <laughs> put a Mac Mini in there.
3: Yeah, but then they're
0: just culturally appropriating the binars.
2: Ooh. You can the Gravest is
0: Except when the Ferengi so, do, they call it cultural acquisition.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we bought it from you fair and square. <laughs> Those are <laughs> our words now. Maybe, that, maybe that's why they, in the 21st century, no one uses the N word because the Ferengis bought it.
1: they <laughs> got the copyright on it. You can't use it without paying them. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs>
0: so to <till> the-
2: <laughs> I better just stop.
0: <laughs> it's funny, but it's wrong. The Ferengi are such a wealth of potential lore. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so
1: Bird's like, okay, well, I'll leave you two fuckbirds alone. He yes. no, no, why don't you join us? I insist. <laughs> My he's going, like, oh, really? Is the captain the first one we're going to bang the slut in the holodeck? Yes. I like this show. <laughs> yeah,
2: let me. Sh- Let me show you the Picard maneuver. (laughs) It's like I'm in both holes at once. (laughs) Uh, You move right at warp one. (laughs) Right at the speed of light. Oh, God, that's such a great fucking joke.
1: (laughs) So, as she drags Picard over the bar... Gives him some wine, because she knows what Picard likes. Classy wine. Not shitty whiskey like Riker.
2: Yeah. Like a farmhand. (laughs) And Picard is
1: just so enamored with her, he starts talking to her about the technicalities of how holodecks work.
2: You know you're not real, right? I mean, if we we were to rape and murder you, it wouldn't be a crime. We get ski slopes in here all the time. But you'd actually stick my penis in. Not those ski slopes. There's not even squirrels there. And you spoke French. I'm French. How'd you do that? <laughs> it's magic. She's a witch.
1: <laughs> well, I heard her name was French, so I looked up French in the dictionary.
0: She specifically called it the foreign language banks too, which just seems like
2: <sighs> Foreign to what? Exactly. It's <laughs> they I think they've already established in the structure they're not speaking English, they're speaking some sort of galactic common.
0: I don't know about that, but they're speaking. Um, yes,
1: File not found. Um, <laughs> Fucking hey Mickey, four hundred four on us. Not Sanskrit, the other one. Esperanto. <laughs> God damn it. That
0: joke <laughs> would have worked if I came up with it like forty seconds ago.
3: <laughs> nah, probably not. No, but I mean like.
0: <laughs> the the dialogue could have just as easily been written. I looked it up in the linguistic.
3: Sanskrit. Uh, that ancient language. No, wait, no, no. The Esperanto. one that's a plan, well, the vor- you know waters, universal but, language is what I'm looking for, which is Esperanto. Yeah,
0: Esperanto is the universal language. Sanskrit's what you learn in Fist of the North Star by rearranging your chakras. Uh. One person will get that joke.
1: Is it Rob? Yeah, and, and yes, and they don't it
0: is Rob.
2: to this show.
0: No, he listens to the show. Otherwise, I wouldn't have bothered. <laughs> No, but like the line could have been written. I looked it up in the linguistic database. You wouldn't have had any more like line length there. You'd just be switching out words to be more neutral. Maybe we should just stay in character.
1: Yeah, no. maybe.
2: You don't like write dialogue. Character in the... so much when talking about holograms. You don't write dialogue from the perspective of the character speaking it. That's silly. Yeah, what just Joss yeah. <laughs> Whedon.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, so uh, Wesley uh, stares at the camera and calls down to them in the holodeck. Oh,
2: no, no he's he going no.
1: out the Data and
0: Geordi. Uh, oh. yeah. uh, guys, there's a problem. Uh, the engine's blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the great thing. like, Data is like, can you be more specific? Wesley says no, and then immediately goes into more detail on the problem. <laughs> well, continue to
1: stare directly at the camera.
0: Yes. Well, he's assuming they have a monitor and can see his face. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But it wasn't like, can you come up here and, like, you know, check my work or something? But, you know, instead, Dave's like, well, no, that's stupid. The problem's in engineering. We're going to go down there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, idiot. We're going to engineering. (laughs) So another one of these things where it's like, oh, we have 17 safety interlocks to keep this very thing from happening, and now it's just happening with no problem or no warnings whatsoever.
0: Boy, it's almost like somebody disabled all of those computer-controlled mechanisms. Huh. Uh,
2: How could that have happened? physical ones, for that matter.
0: (laughs) Well, it's the Enterprise. Everything's controlled by the computer, ultimately. Apparently. Well, that was the whole point of the season two episode Contagion where it's like, uh, you know, 90% of what the ship does is completely out of our control. Right. Which, on one level, makes sense, because the Enterprise is, as they say, the most complicated machine ever built by humans. And it'd be basically impossible to control every bit of it manually. At the same time, that's fucking scary. Well, that's why later on they're
1: given the option to manually adjust their neutrinos to keep them from drifting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Manually? No, the computer has to do that. That's impossible. So anyway,
1: um, Data and Geordi determined the ship, yes, the ship is blowing up because (laughs) the integrity field is breaking down for some reason. They can't stop it. So they try and call Picard, but he's not answering his cell phone. Uh, He's left it on vibrate. So Data assumes, I guess I'm in charge. So uh, let's set an autopilot course and abandon ship. Everyone casually walk to the exits. You've got three minutes. (laughs) It's like that scene in Spaceballs. <laughs> All 2,000 of you were going to be me out five people at a time. Not six, because we're not using the back pad.
0: Well, they also say that there's at least 20 transporter rooms, so like, you know, that's 100 people per cycle. If every cycle takes 30 seconds, um, that's not enough time. I want to assume that the space station is using their transporters to beam people out. Yeah, probably.
3: But... but... They wouldn't need to go to the transporter. No, but okay, so like, that.
0: okay, so like, some of the people are being sent to the 20 transporter rooms on the Enterprise, which probably includes the cargo transporters, we don't really say. Some of the people are being sent out through the docking port, and then going probably, all
3: the way down to the engineering hall.
0: Well, I mean, people who are already in the secondary hull and nearby, it makes sense to evacuate them through that. It would be faster than sending them to a transporter room that might be three or four decks away.
3: Uh, right, yeah. but wouldn't most of those people be, uh, Going through that to uh, be uh, Starfleet.
2: Yes. Now that, I swear, some point. of the people running through the hallways. Uh, there was one lady. I swear, she was wearing a towel. <laughs> 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 they got her right in the middle of a. Is there anybody like carrying
0: an ice cream maker? <laughs> 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 no, but back to Mickey's point. Like, so you have some people going through them, the Enterprise transporter, some through the docking port, and then the Starbase would be transporting some of the
3: people out themselves. Not right. using There's the Enterprise's transporters as a of the bridge. Escape here. Right. And some people going out in a shuttle. Some people just shoot themselves out of an airlock. <laughs> Being launched out of torpedo tubes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there
3: is one shuttle that's uh, float floating by there. You have to
0: assume also that when the Enterprise docked initially some portion of the ship's complement already was disembarking to go and visit the starbase so there probably wasn't yeah. the full thousand people to be evacuated all at once again these are things that could have been communicated probably more clearly in the episode and just wasn't it wasn't
1: really necessary for them to be communicated from a storytelling point of view no not really we got the point yeah. but you know we could, we can nerd analyze this though right yeah,
2: yeah. first season you had to let some of that shit go unfortunately
1: I think the point is is that it can be logically explained how they could have possibly done this in that short amount of time. The other thing— They just didn't really explain it very well. The
0: other possibility here, since as far as we see, the Enterprise is only docked at the uh, drive section, they could have just disengaged the saucer section inside the space dock and sent the drive section out to go away and explode. And, you know, sidestep some of that evacuation problem, but, you know, special effects
2: budget. Well, that and it probably takes time to dis takes some time to disconnect the saucer section too.
1: Yeah, I mean, they don't have that much time because that's kind of what this whole design is
0: for. Mm, is for.
2: Yeah, after I said it, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, they're never really clear on how much time it actually takes to disengage safely, but considering the first time we see them do it, they're doing it in an emergency at warp nine. They can probably speed the process up pretty good if they no, do. I... do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So, so this is kind of a neat thing because I mean you get reminded in this episode that Data is, you know, pretty high up in the rank. Uh, he takes he takes control of shit, man. He put he fucking grabs us by the neck and takes control.
0: Yeah, I mean, like at one point Jordy's like, Are you sure we shouldn't check with the captain before we do this? And it's like, no, by all information available, this is the correct choice to make, and then he calls for the evacuation without any more thought on it.
2: Yeah. Well, he's also the commanding officer on the on the ship, as far as he knows. Yeah. So,
0: so
1: after everyone's off, he checks again to make sure the, what's going on with Riker and Picard. And like, they're on the board of the ship. Okay.
0: Well, the computer uh, doesn't so, specifically say they're not aboard the ship. The computer says, all yeah. decks empty. Yes. Right. Which is really not
2: true because they're on the bridge. Well, that's what they say. Where is Captain? Where is the captain and commander Riker? And they just says, oh, the ship's empty. That's not what I asked you, motherfucker. That's where they were. <laughs> Fucking well, what was their last known location by then? By to say that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they said, okay, well, we're going to beam out now. So they hop in the turbo lift and then appear on the starbase.
0: Because they turbo lift the transporter room one and beam over. I know, but it's
1: very awkward editing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at the same
0: time, they could have just been like, starbase, beam us out. Yeah. Right. And they still only had to show them beaming into the Starbase. They didn't even need to add the effect on the bridge. You just they had didn't the...
1: really need to do that at all. They just said, okay, we'll beam over to the Starbase now, and then you cut in
0: the Starbase and it shows them there. That's Well, no, okay, so like they already have the one shot of them beaming into the Starbase. I'm just saying, like, you could have the line, Starbase beam us over, then you cut to the inside of the Starbase and just still just show them beaming over. You don't need, like, a second transporter effect to make that work. Yeah, oh but no, we
1: script them to go over to the t- turbo lift instead. And yeah, like, It just confuses things. It muddles it.
2: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so so they get off the ship. They're sending the ship like an autopilot to back out, out of the base. Beep. Beep. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's exactly what I was doing when I was watching the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's all I could hear. It was like... <laughs>
1: And I just love watching the ship after
0: backside just turns around like, Bye, fuckers! Yeah. Yeah, it's because it's about halfway out the door they start getting the reading in the Starbase. Hey, the containment field's fixed. The fuck you say?
2: (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) See ya! (laughs) So the ship is empty, but let's cut back to the holodeck.
2: Yeah, I I like the creepy shots of walking down the decks that are empty but at red alert. I think that's kind of a cool effect.
0: And it's completely silent.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of creepy.
0: Well, apparently, so, Riker's been telling stories. Yes. So,
1: right after that, we pushed him down the elevator shaft. We laughed and we laughed. <laughs> he was like, Oh, that's very thoughtful the way you handled this situation, William T. Riker. <laughs> Whereas Picard is sort of sitting back, analyzing this bitch is amazing. You
0: know, these. you know, I just realized, like, a great hazing thing for somebody making their first, like, tour on a starship would be to, like, push them into an open turbo shaft and just let them scream until they realize there's no gravity and they're like falling from the momentum of being pushed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're a sick little bastard, you know that? <laughs> Yeah. So, I thought you were going to say to shove them in a, into a uh, holodeck without letting them know that it's a holodeck. <laughs> Can you imagine the horrors you could... Perpetuate on someone with that? That would be fantastic if you just put it in the holodeck
1: to like look like a hallway for the first part.
2: Uh huh.
1: <laughs> and you just like, walk them through the, the open arch and like you know keep walking down the hallway. unless like something terrible happens. Ship blows up.
2: Yeah. Someone's like impaled, like in the middle of the corridor or something. Like a beam There's fell a on them.
1: People like getting sucked out into space. <laughs> Sorry, blown out. Thank you. As
2: hey, long as I finish, I don't care which way you do it. <laughs>
1: So Picard realizes that Riker is starting to get blue balls, so he really should step out of the scene now.
2: Yeah, I, I really I don't want to see this. I really got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I've got to place my order for one of you. Yeah. Uh in main engineering, can I get a uh holo, a holo projector into my ready room? <laughs> yeah, just right over the desk. Yeah, which binar
0: programmed you?
2: <laughs>
0: I need to go talk to one of them.
1: So many was like, no, don't go, stick around. Really? Please, please dance with me. I'll let you feel my boob.
0: Where are you going? Stop. Then she, she tries to, to keep him to the here. chair.
1: <laughs> so the the stronger she tries to keep Picard there, the more Picard's like, uh no, something's not right. Uh thankfully though, when something's not right, the arch at least shows up and opens. So maybe yeah. the binaries did fix something. <laughs>
2: Right. I mean, their communicators don't seem to work, but yeah, at least I can just leave. I didn't even lock the door. I mean, that kind of made sense to me that you would, I don't know, lock the door if you don't want someone to leave a room? No? All right. So
1: by talking to the computer, Riker and Picard figure out uh, what has been going on with the rest of the ship. That it's evacuated, that it was going to blow up, and now it's not, and now we're flying away somewhere. To where? The binar planet...
2: (sighs) Dun dun dun! Oh look, it's uh thirty minutes into the episode, and we finally get to the plot.
0: I told you halfway. Uh. Slow burn. <laughs> As then we forgot to turn the oven on. It's like, oh shit!
2: Yeah. I mean, no up to a here. up
0: to a point, it just looked like an interesting, like you know, day in the life episode on the Enterprise, which is not a concept that's not interesting to explore. See what also, is... day day. Exactly. Hmm. Of course, that was also season four, by which point you had enough, like, <clears throat> material of the characters built up to make it, like, really hit. Yeah.
1: So they confront Minuet about this. Like, you were just supposed, supposed to keep us occupied, weren't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like her. She's not malicious. She's
2: just programmed that way. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh shit, we should probably do something about this. Uh, or we could stay and hang out with Minuet. Ah, hmm. uh, fuck it, let's go save the ship. But she loves jazz. Captain, where are you going? <laughs> <Yes. Fine. laughs>
1: See, we know she's a hologram because no other human being loves jazz.
3: <laughs> no, people
0: tolerate jazz. And, like, the joke always is. Like it starts here and just continues through the series. Riker loves jazz. he is terrible at playing jazz, which means he's actually really good at playing jazz, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like you know Cisco and his baseball is this really he does ar- play it, a mean baseball. It's this really archaic thing, and it's just like, oh, uh, aren't you eccentric for still liking this? or Tom Paris and his movies, yeah, and his cars,
2: all right, so. So Picard and Riker, they go. Well, we're Archer
0: and his
1: dog.
2: (laughs) So so Picard and Riker, they go. We're gonna fucking take care of this shit. We mean business. They walk into a room called Weapons Room. Wonder what's in there. Oh oh shit! They go into the armory. Man, they're gonna come out like all like armored up and like fucking rifles and like grenade photon grenades, all kind of cool shit. They hadn't invented the phaser rifle yet. Type two hand phasers.
0: They probably had type ones tucked in their little like kidney pockets. I mean, Never seriously, buts.
2: this is how they get prepared for, like, when someone takes over the ship. Well, okay. I
0: mean, okay, it's still, like, halfway through Season 1. Pulling out the Type 2 phasers is getting prepared.
2: <laughs> I guess. They're, like, going to go shoot some aliens or go dust-busting.
0: I really wish someone had made a toy of the Type 2 phaser from Season 1.
2: thought they did, didn't they?
0: No. Like, people have made prop replicas since, but, like, there wasn't a, you know, electronic toy of any kind released. It was some of those things I wish that, um... Was it Art Asylum that was doing the stuff during Enterprise? Um, Whoever it was... I think so. Whoever it was who was doing uh, fairly good quality Star Trek toys at the time, I really wish they would have gone back and done some of the... uh, more obscure retro stuff, I guess I'll say, because like the Dustbuster phaser is not as famous as like a movie phaser.
2: Yeah, I thought they. Yeah, look. Here, what do you got? Uh, check in the.
0: Let's see. No, I have that. That's this. That's from season three onward.
2: Oh, so you're like, oh, so you're like very specifically season one.
0: The the actual Dustbuster phaser, yes.
2: Oh, okay. But
0: looks substantially different to this.
2: Oh, does not Okay. Yeah.
0: I bought one of Was these in not? 1993. Okay, no, I guess there wasn't. Okay. Because yeah, they made the Type 1 phaser for the, the Galoob line. Uh, They also made another Type 1 in the Playmates line, which is like the size of a hockey puck. Okay. Because I had the Galoob one, I believe. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because I know I'd seen little, the little hand phasers before, but yeah. okay, not the... Okay, let's see if I can get, like, a shot of them, because they, they have them, but I don't know if we even get, like, a good look at them. In this episode, anyway. Yeah, I
0: don't know if you'll see a good look at the, the Dustbuster phaser in the episode, but there's certainly, you know, pictures. Okay, so, they had asked the question, uh, so whenever we
1: got the ship, did the binars come?
0: No. <laughs> and no one <laughs> fucking where
1: they noticed! Win? Well, they're probably still on the ship!
2: good guess using my cybernetic reasoning skills they may have had some part in this shut the fuck up <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: so uh, Picard and Riker head down to the engineering with a side well what are they planning for the ship we can't allow it let's blow her up computer
2: yes guys what up <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh.
2: hey you pal <laughs> Computer, where's Major Barrett? I don't know. Her mouth's currently full. You got me. <laughs> what you want?
1: Yeah. Uh, initiate self-destruct. Put your hands out there, machine.
0: Give me the codes. <laughs> Wait, is the computer now Larry the cable guy? I don't know. It's cycling through accents here.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, my my assumption is is that the female voice was too distracting for Jordy, who works down there most of the time, uh, and had to change it to female because he kept falling in love with the with the computer. Uh,
1: Computer. Would you have to come over to my house for dinner later? Negative. I don't think that's a good idea, Jordy. (laughs) It's like Major Barrett sitting here. I'm actually married, Jordy, to the Saratoga.
2: Oh, gross. Oh, well, that's, Same that's doomed. Yeah, it's tragic. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> now I'm going to cry. <laughs> so, I like how, Bogart and Riker, they do have a plan where they're going to beam onto the bridge.
0: Well, okay. Well, so, Riker's first plan is I'll beam into the turbo lift and force the doors and take them by surprise.
2: Because no one's going to hear, eh. uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the doors open.
1: I'm assuming this is before they invented Jeffrey's tubes.
2: Yeah. Uh, so but they so their plan is they're gonna beam in to either side of the bridge to whoever's in there is gonna get caught in a crossfire. And Picard's very helpless like, well, maybe one of us will make it.
1: <laughs> you go first, I'll come in ten seconds later. <laughs>
2: right. And clean up the mess. So they beam in? Oh I'm I'm a little behind on you there. Ooh. Oh. Hi. Oh
1: my <laughs> Let's see. Uh so Data's feeling uh, guilty about all this shit because it's all his fault. Yeah, it is. Yar helpfully says, it's not your fault, Data. It's this shifty motherfucker over here but the binar's in the ship.
3: (laughs) Also,
2: so (laughs) Data can't feel emotions, but he can feel guilt. Soon was a monster. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll build you it. it's been a Catholic roboticist <laughs> <laughs> they
1: don't eat wafers, they eat punch cards.
0: <laughs> this is the
2: base program of Christ.
0: Ah, uh, see that's how data was uh prevented from becoming evil like lore. He was just made to be able to feel guilt. Yeah. Well, that's definitely one thing that Lore does not
1: feel. Right.
0: No. <laughs> Lore Probably. does not feel guilt. Lore, Lore feels Lore feels pride. He takes pride Lore. in fucking people up. Lore is the best. <laughs> the shame is the last episodes were so fucking terrible. Well, you know. Okay, so they bring
1: him to the bridge and
0: they see a lot of pink chewing gum and silver spandex lying in a pile. Jordy, so,
2: stop sticking your gun into the console.
0: So, you know, Riker decides to be cautious and shoot it repeatedly. Yes.
2: <laughs> huh, wonder what's wrong with them. Zap. <laughs> well, Zap. Now they've been disintegrated by a tight <laughs> setting 16. So the Binar are apparently dying
1: ish? Well, they certainly Bye. don't look very healthy. We're at Planet Binar now. Binarus.
0: Binerf. Venus. Banus. Hey, guess what? The binars live in a binary star system.
2: See, this uh, is proof that God has his
1: wrote this.
0: <laughs> this is the fanfic a fanfic would write.
2: So, yeah, okay. So the thing with the binars is apparently their homeworld, their entire planet is controlled by one central computer, and even binars that are light years away are affected if that computer goes down. I guess. Fine. I mean, that seems like a huge weakness. Like, you know, you put your entire intelligence and sentience and ability to function in one, like, desktop computer under some. It also doesn't stairs. make a
1: lot of sense, because shouldn't it be two
2: computers? Thank you. Yeah, she would do a tronic, like in the 23rd century. It's dual core. It should be technic. <laughs> it's a Pentium Two.
1: <laughs> they just need to pump up the jam. Hit the turbo button. So, anyway, uh... Baldy and Brownie figure out that, oh, they've uploaded all their data into the computer after wiping out everything we've saved. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but all my shit, selfies! It's encrypted. What the fuck do we do? It, there's a password on it. Um, data, what do we do? <laughs> well, they wanted you to figure this shit out, so it's probably something really fucking stupid and simple. Well, what kind of clues do we have? What do they leave behind? Well, there's the whore. <laughs> so they trot on down to the holodeck, and they speak to Minuet.
0: Oh, at some point they also turned up the auto destruct. That's probably you know important to mention.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> which was nicely easy. That, that was good. I'm glad that was that was not a any melodrama about that.
1: Computer auto-destruct? Nah, yeah, n- never mind. Okay, cool, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, if you need me again, just let me know, pal. You would help, like, you know, moving a sofa or something. So they start grilling Minuet
0: about what the password is, and she'd say, I
1: don't know. I wasn't programmed to know.
0: <laughs> That's rather short-sighted of them, don't you think? Yeah, you think they would have really... um programmed an easy answer to this. Of course, you would also think maybe they
3: wouldn't have locked all that up in the first place. <laughs> and also, one thing is, wait, why are both Ryker and Picard needed to activate the self-destruct sequence? Because what happens if either the captain or the first officer is dead?
0: Okay, so, like, the movies kind of address this, where... um. Or off-ship, or... Okay, so, like, the situation where Riker and Picard are the only two people on the ship is very unlikely to happen. Uh, In the case of where the captain and first officer are not both present, but there is additional command crew, it would just go to the next person in line to do the verification. They actually go through that in the movie when they self-destruct the Enterprise. I think that's three. Uh, It's Kirk and Chekov that activate the self-destruct sequence. Mm.
2: Okay long as it's senior staff, then.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, at some point, probably, it could have been uh, Picard and Wesley here activating the self-destruct.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the computer went oh, Yeah. <laughs> this is Captain Picard. Initiate self-destruct. Does the next person in landing command agree? Uh, yeah, I do. Shut up, Wesley.
3: <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's specifically asking for Riker. Yeah.
2: Well, it knows Riker's on board. Man, I don't know. It can read the com badge. I think it's interesting the computer doesn't ask for their
0: access codes. So it's just like just put your hands on it. That's close enough, right? Because you know somebody couldn't just like cut off one of their hands and press it against the panel or replicate it. Yeah, maybe the replicators have like a safety feature, like an identity theft feature, so you can't like replicate fingerprints.
1: You need their security code before you can swipe their palms. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I forget how they figure out the code is. It doesn't matter.
0: They had the, uh, they had the computer just run a pattern match
2: on it. Oh, yeah, they brute force it, it. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they do. They literally brute force. They brute it
3: force and, the eight digit binary number.
2: Yes, which is one one zero zero one zero zero one, but it has to be put in twice at the same time from two different consoles. That's the trick. <laughs> I am just watching the episode with you guys.
0: <laughs> okay, so now I realize this is nineteen eighty eight. And like, computer stuff is not that sophisticated in the real world to draw from. But like a culture based in binary that's this sophisticated probably would have passcodes more than eight characters long.
3: Well, except well, it, it seems like as they mentioned, this was something that they wanted to be able to be guessable. Yeah, I guess so. Would, but at the same time, like this, then why this lock would be it? like it would be like set. It would be like uh oh, yeah, okay, it needs a password, okay, password.
0: But also, um, you know, Data says when he's explaining that, you know, in this case it would be binary, which is ones and zeros in groups of eight or 16 characters. No, I mean, they would have like 64 or 128-bit code, you know.
3: Yeah, oh, but yes. also but later, uh, their binary uh, culture doesn't understand nested if statements. <laughs>
2: So they'll never invent AI. Oh, okay. It seems like if they wanted to create a simple
1: code, it would have been two characters, a one and a zero.
2: Well, honestly, why have a passcode in, on it at all? Why not just have a, the run button? I mean, yeah. why, why password it? Why? Who are they trying to prevent from using it?
1: Worf. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> they erased my dueling program. This will not do. Delete, delete,
2: delete, delete, delete. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, they transfer the computer files back over to R and they're all saved. Hooray! And Picard remembers how to
2: fly a starship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of a cute thing where so, he sits at so the uh, con. So Picard
3: remembers how to tell the starship where to go and how fast to go. Yes,
0: he remembers how to push the button that says Starbase, then type 7-4, and then engage. <laughs> okay, now, it's a little more complicated
1: than that, let me tell you, because I've done this before. Uh, it's true. <laughs> It's actually fairly stressful. <laughs> There's a lot of buttons.
0: <laughs> Sometimes they don't have labels.
1: Unless you press the help button, it makes the labels appear midair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I need to come over and play that. Yes, you do. When would be a good time? Oh, how about next week? When will Ben not be around? I <laughs> well, can never uh, guess that anymore.
2: Okay. So When the binaries are dying, they look like a pile of grapes in a bowl. If said grapes are covered in chewing gum? Possibly. It's a very rare kind of wine.
0: If they were more purple, they would look like the California raisins. (laughs) Uh, Grapes are just slightly better olives. No, I'll go along with that. I mean, you don't see a grape needing a pimento shoved up its ass to be edible? Now,
3: okay, now wait. One question. (laughs) The reason why, the reason the EMP that, uh, was going to erase, that erased all the memory on their home on the home planet system was caused by a supernova?
0: Yeah, a yeah. supernova in their star system, apparently. Okay.
3: Uh-huh. Sure. They messed up their science there because that yeah. should have been a nova, which com- absolutely can easily happen in binary star systems, which is when stars hit each other.
0: Or, you know, they could have done something like a coronal mass ejection or something.
3: Well, oh, well, it's just that they picked the wrong NOVA terminology. A regular old NOVA is exactly what would have happened here. Yeah, but I mean, there's other...
0: Those that air weekly on PBS, though. There's nothing special (laughs) about that. There is also other phenomena that could emit, you know, an electromagnetic pulse out into the system that would endanger their computers, too, without being like... Wait, why didn't the planet get burned away?
2: I I have to admit, I, I agree. They should with have said uh,
1: the Alex Trevelyan fired the golden eye device.
2: <laughs> uh so they back they do a backup restore from their computers. So they're telling me this entire planet with thousands of years of, of, of advancement, who are who are, have a whole species of living computers, they're fully integrated, their entire planetary computer system can fit on the computers on just the Enterprise?
0: Well, that's why they wanted the Enterprise specifically. It was the only computer available that had enough capacity to do what they needed it to do. That they but could the, get but out the there. Fact that yeah. It,
2: but the fact that it has that much capacity is a little strange to me. Well, I mean,
0: I mean, it's the Galaxy-class starship. It's the most advanced Federation starship in existence at that point.
2: Yeah, well... It has
0: the computer capacity you know of an entire been, you planet. Know
3: been, you know what would have been a lot easier? Chicken wire tin foil or aluminum foil <laughs> around the planet.
2: Yeah, just make a make Faraday cage around the planet.
3: The backup just,
2: Yeah, just put it in a lead-lined room. You're fine. <laughs> put it in a fucking Faraday cage. You're good.
3: Faraday cage and have a few people in there to hook it up, to uh, hook it back up once uh, everything's done.
2: Again, I gotta go with Fort Max on this. Yeah. <laughs> No, but, like, so the Enterprise
0: at this time has enough computer capacity to back up an entire planet, whereas when you get to Voyager, they have enough computer capacity in their stupid little ship to apparently house the total sum of human information, including, like, every Starfleet and Federation record ever in existence, because you never never know when they'll need to look up some mundane thing.
2: It's just Wikipedia. It's only... (laughs) It's not that big. Wikipedia is not that big. It's just all text and a few images.
0: No, but, like, basically they have all Federation knowledge at their disposal, so, like, that kind of shows computer
2: capacities. Yeah. I mean, as well it should. I mean, every Starship should have a completely updated database of kind of everything. Why not? I don't know. I still actually think it's kind of a stupid thing.
0: Like, when Voyager out in the middle of nowhere is able to look up, like, identity records for who Seven of Nine used to be. Uh, There's no reason like, for them to just... have that information in their databanks, you know.
2: Well, no, it's not mission-specific. Like, I mean, that's They're
3: personal, in, like, personal, pri- should be private
0: information.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, it's a contrivance because they can't, like, interface with the, you know, it's, Master Starfleet I mean, database.
3: to I mean, we're, we're seven, seven of Nine's family wasn't Starfleet. No, they were civilian. Right, so why would they have... Uh, personal records of civilians.
0: Well, obviously the Starfleet NSA was after them because they were doing shady shit. So these were like the, you know, surveillance files on them. (laughs) (laughs) The intelligence briefs. These are our people of interest. We may kill them someday.
2: What a weird episode.
0: So, um,
1: the day saved... Riker says, "If you'll excuse me for it, I'm gonna. I left the uh, oven on in the holodeck. I'll be right back. I Bye. The pe-
2: I left the penis engorging in my pants, and to go take <laughs> care of that. So he runs back to the holodeck to find
1: Minuet. Only she's not there anymore. No. Oh, I mean, she's
0: kind of there, but but you can tell by that glassy look in the eye, she's not there anymore. Yeah, she's back to being a regular woman who's not.
3: And then Riker. the love of his life, for all of. 20 minutes, gone forever. Yeah. Picard
1: it... tells them that some relationships just aren't meant to last. More than an
3: episode.
2: <laughs> I mean... To be fair, only...
3: that's most of his relationships. Yeah. yeah. Just, like that just... one from last week. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: just don't understand like how he got so enamored by this fucking holodeck creature and like it's like this thing just like what falling in love with a holodeck character is like this normal thing apparently maybe Picard was okay with it just because
0: of the whole novelty of it because like he was going on about how unusually sophisticated the
3: programming was and it's it's not like when Barclay was uh having his when he made his sex doll impacted yes
0: I mean, that's one thing, like, you know, making a, a simulation of someone you know in real life to fuck them. That, that seems like kind of a bad thing to do. I don't
3: funny like well, how, how
2: Roger does go out.
3: Of someone that, a real life person that you know of, just to fuck them. That's what I just said? Well, <laughs> that you know, or, well, Jordy didn't know uh, the Enterprise designer. Right.
2: It you, is weird how it's weird how Riker goes and tells Picard like, Oh, she's gone. You know, like it's a death or something that Picard needs to know about. He's like And Picard acts all sad. It's like who who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why do you think that he would even care? I would even cross my mind. He's not a Hitler real over. person, Riker. Yeah. Shut up. Well he wanted not off.
1: They don't
0: have rights. And they never will. Nope. Holographic people aren't people. Yes, Riker spent some time down the holodeck putting in variations of the program. At one point he got Robert Picardo, but it just wasn't the same. <laughs> yeah, next, so,
1: next, he, next. He, he spent some time on the holodeck putting it in variations of the program. <laughs> nope, just not feeling it.
2: <laughs> it, it yeah. Increase
0: girth by 20%. It just feels empty on the inside. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. No, it's totally you. Oh, man. All I right. love season one episodes. <laughs>
2: so, Again, it's one of those things. Like, well, I can see the concept of what they were going for, but uh, yeah, what a weird, clunky episode. It just feels so weird after watching, you know, season four, five, and six, and the good episodes, and the characters already established. Watching these early ones, is just weird because you see what it's supposed to be and what it will be, but it's not there yet. Yeah, it's this f-
1: weird thing where it's halfway between stage and screen. Yeah, yeah. Like it's good enough to put on TV, but like. They're still kind of fumbling around like they're performing it live.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: We're gonna film for one take, so don't fuck anything <laughs> up.
3: That's two takes, Frakes.
2: <laughs> two takes, Frakes. <laughs> Always do two takes. That's funny. So speaking of that, he is going to be uh, directing some of the episodes of Discovery.
0: One episode, I heard.
2: Just one? Oh, okay.
0: Still, that's good, though. He can direct Star Trek.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah,
0: like, you know, how he directed Insurrection.
2: I liked Insurrection.
1: Insurrection's problem, I don't think, was the directing. I think it was the script. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, but it certainly wasn't a masterpiece of execution, either. (laughs) That's true. Although, apparently, his film directing has gotten better. Mm -hmm. No, actually, from what I've heard, he's fairly in demand. Or has been...
1: Which is good. Uh, I seem to call it whatever, that clock stoppers, time stoppers, or the hell it was called. That actually got pretty good reviews from him directing. Hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. It was some shitty kids movie that came out after Insurrection. Oh, okay. About, like some like stopwatch it could stop time, sort of a power oh, okay. type of deal. I remember he directed it. I remember it was noted that he did a very good job directing it, and the movie turned out pretty good. Yeah, I've never okay. seen it. I can't remember what the name of it is, but.
3: <laughs> I think it, yeah, I think it was Clockstoppers. I think my uh, brother once uh, had a like cheap watch that he had that he just went and tried to paint to look like it. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
2: well, that's cool. Kids deserve movies too. Well, that's All why right. it's my kids' movies. So, uh, so yeah, that was. Uh... Of course, the question is, is that with my
3: age reset? Did my brothers also? <laughs> Did your brother get a new birth certificate? No.
0: No. So now it's your older brother. Aw. But <laughs> the thing, you, you have both.
1: You you have to be on both sides of the coin now, of like being the younger and the older.
2: <laughs> my younger, older brother. So it's like a uh, light of the navigator. Sure. Yes yeah like his that yeah, this is his younger brother now is his older brother you have a paradoxical
1: sibling that's amazing <laughs> that is awesome
0: uh <laughs> mickey right, so... at any point in the last week did you get a chance to watch that voyager episode we talked about i forgot all about you mentioning it to me oh good <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, i don't even remember what it was at this point
0: uh living witness uh sure we'll do it whatever I mean, at least in this case, if it turns out to be awful, we can blame it on being a Voyager episode rather than being my pick.
1: On the plus side, at least you know it's got lots of Robert Picardo. Yeah,
3: I, I so watched like, it well, after. This terrible. We could still at least blame it on you picking the Voyager episode. That's also true. That's also an easy out because <laughs> XV episodes are always terrible.
0: I watched it after we talked so about like, it last well, week,
3: and... watch a Doctor episode, which means a Voyager episode. Yeah, I watched it after we talked about
0: it last week, and I I still think it holds up. It's interesting as a concept, and the um the revisionist history version of Voyager is kind of entertaining. I remember I really like the way Janeway looks in Black Gloves.
3: Revisionist history,
0: fascist Janeway, yeah, yeah. What Fort Max? Are you sure about it
3: being revisionist
0: history? <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, this seems to be a whole episode around the concept I, of we, history we sure is written by them. the winners. Yeah. <clears throat> or in this case, the survivors.
2: The war criminals.
3: <laughs> oh no, it's the war crimes that are determined by the winner.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the difference between being a hero and being a war criminal, just, you know, who won the war.
1: Decide with the most money. <laughs>
2: All right. So next we have, so yeah, Voyager season four, episode 23, Living Witness. All right, then.
0: If you say so, I don't actually know offhand. Yeah. You said it was Living Witness. How could you not know? No, but like the season and episode number, I don't know. I I looked it
2: up. I looked it up and it's on the uh, the schedule. All right. Our, Our professional schedule.
0: Your schedule i mean i no, made no. the i made the schedule in the first place i just immediately stopped
3: using it also well it's a good thing scott's there it's It's a good it's thing scott's it's... there to update it and read it himself
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> and... I use it every week otherwise i forget what the hell we're doing
3: <laughs> you know what could be what would be just as good a text document on your desktop
2: no because this way we can share it and all edit it that's just okay. asking for trouble <laughs> this is much better <laughs> Plus, when I put shitty comments on there about you guys, sometimes you see them.
3: That would imply any of us actually ever look at the thing.
2: Yeah, basically, it's me. Has
0: yes, I've looked We're at it like it. I've looked at it two times in the last six months.
3: Usually, when it's been linked to the channel by Scott.
0: Yes. No, actually, most of the time when he links it in the Skype chat, I don't look. I just go look when I'm going to add something to it myself,
2: which, which is, is almost,
0: almost never. Ever. I believe we just said the same thing at the same time, didn't we? <laughs> Hi, For Chris. God's
2: sake, somebody called Jinx on us, or one of them will shut up.
0: <laughs> this entire show is a Jinx.
3: Well, here's the thing. The by, which I I mean it, the by which I mean it's horrifying Chris. and
0: purple and racist. What? It's a Jinx. You know, the Pokemon.
1: Oh, uh, you said purple. Uh, well, it's purple now. For some
3: reason...
0: Like, they made Jinx purple later.
3: To be less racist?
0: Yeah. To be less Popo.
3: Like, Mr. Popo, like, just colored Mr. Popo blue. No, we know what you're doing.
0: Oh, blue Mr. Popo was so terrible, because, like, the the paint-over effect looks so bad. So is Jinx Mrs. Popo? I mean, I think I nicknamed the Jinx Mrs. Popo once. (laughs) As you do.
2: Uh, Al Josephine.
1: I always name any Vulpix I catch into Pix. <laughs> because I'm twelve and it amuses me.
0: Does the game still let you do that?
1: I haven't tried in a while. Oh, okay. have Not one in a while.
0: I was wondering if it was on the like banned words list for the nicknames.
1: Like how you could Sun and something... Moon was some hot garbage. I hated that game.
2: <laughs> Which game? Sun and Moon. Oh, what was bad about it? Everything. I mean, graphics or story? Uh, The
1: pacing was bad. Oh, the graphics are fine, actually. The pacing was bad. The balance was atrocious. Um, The characters were beyond insipid. Oh. Um, I got about halfway in, I couldn't take it anymore. It's the first (laughs) Pokemon game I couldn't bring myself to complete. Oh, jeez. That's after logging like 130 hours in every previous game. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think I've got like 200 in my copy of uh, X. Or is it why why? But that's mostly from like obsessively wonder trading and breeding.
1: Let's have wonder breeding. <laughs> <laughs> you just put your male and then put a female and they can make they fuck and give you a random baby out of
3: it.
2: <laughs> I think we need it to be a like simulation. Alright. Yeah, well I think oh, I'm, uh Oh my brother
3: must be home. I can hear arguing well what are they arguing about who knows oh okay you should go join in just to make it more chaotic last week it was about uh him wanting to do something to his car what do you want to do to it i don't know like i have some consent (laughs) put some uh towing rig thing on it uh or, and move the muffler around, so, and, uh, keep in mind that, uh, essentially, my parents bought the car, and he's paying them back, and they still owe most of the car. <laughs> what kind of car is it? It's, a Subaru sports, sporty thing, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I was just wondering if it even made sense to put a towing rig on it.
2: It doesn't? It's, a, it's, a, it's it's a, an MR2.
0: It's a coop. It's a poop. Okay.
1: I don't think you can just call people that. Fecal Americans.
3: <laughs> a coop. Oh well, it sounds like you said poop. Well. No, that that would be the ghost the ghost of JD haunting me.
1: Yeah. Fort Mars. <gasps> <laughs> The toll road <laughs> over here.
3: <laughs> 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 <Don't>. Them shady <laughs> trying to get my attention at Bachon will never not be funny. No, it won't. <laughs> That's the best thing this podcast has ever produced. Yeah. <laughs> Uh oh, The thing is I missed most of it because I was trying to figure out where that well where so was yelling for Max from.
0: <laughs> you missed most of it because you weren't paying attention to JD. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss JD. So do I.
1: I don't. Why couldn't JD have taken me instead? <laughs> That way we can all still enjoy him.
3: <laughs> Depends on how you mean
2: that phrasing.
3: <laughs> taken Paladin. Well, why couldn't they have taken Paladin? Wow. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that because it seemed a little excessively cruel.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, look, it would have been a mercy. He lives in Detroit. Wow. <laughs> wow.
1: I'm going to tell Paladin you said this. <laughs>
0: It's going in the show, so, like...
1: Paladin, Paladin, hey, 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 hey. Guess what Fort Mac said about you. Guess what Fort Mac said about you. Oh, God, oh God.
3: You're going to hate him so much. You're going to hate him so much. Well, Paladin would have just mumbled something uh, inco- in unintelligibly.
2: I mean, like... for all we
0: know, Paladin's here right now, and his microphone's just stopped working.
2: <laughs> yeah, did you, you ever that's tell that's him that's to not be on, on the, the podcast? Pod? <laughs>
1: You should edit the intros as, and Paladin, and just blank.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, that's not what happened. There was, uh... Scott, there was one episode where uh, where he, where I, his microphone just went out. We didn't notice. We just didn't notice because I, he would hardly ever speak up anyway, even less than <laughs> times. Uh... <laughs> And he didn't notice it was out. He was just thinking we were all intentionally ignoring him.
2: Well, it is—it is easier to believe you guys being assholes than <laughs> there actually being a technical problem.
3: <laughs> actually, I mean, this that... podcast is about either or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially since I this was a new headset, since his last one had died a little while ago. Somehow, Pelden's really hard on microphones.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, I. Yeah, what's he doing with them? <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to use them, right? Ah, uh, you haven't it's heard any Mike of the episodes so he, he was on, have them. you? Mm.
3: He's always coughing into them, so that may be some may be part of the problem. To be fair, we all have that problem. <laughs> Not like he does. I try to mute when I cough. Oh, cough. I just said
0: talk. <laughs> Yes, Paladin talks into his microphones, and that's what kills them.
2: <laughs> they commit suicide, they can't take it anymore.
0: <laughs> you would think that would be more Ken's problem than Paladin's. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else going on?
1: No. Other than the Power Rangers Blu-ray, it's fantastic. Is it? Yes. The features in it are so good. What they got? Um, but I haven't watched all of them yet. I've sort of been skipping around. Uh huh. Uh, but the one about the costumes alone is about 20 minutes long. Hmm. It's not just them talking about, oh, we designed them to look cool. It's like it actually shows them building them out of, you know, foam and refining them. Talking about how the materials they created just use for the costumes, having to do the fittings and they the size, like so a breathe and move humanly. Um, These are really in-depth, well-produced special features.
3: And these aren't on any particular exclusive version, right? No, I think all the versions are the same content-wise. Okay.
1: I think it's just either packaging or pack-ins that change. That's good. Uh, The feature on the CGI is actually interesting, which is really hard to make a CGI feature interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they talk about the reasons of why they went with certain things.
2: Yeah, because uh, that is uh, more interesting than the how. We all know how. Yeah,
1: yeah they don't talk about the how. They talk about of uh, what they're trying to accomplish, what look they wanted, why they want it to look that way. Yeah. But they talk about, you know, and why they specifically...
3: went for CGI with this, practical for this. Yeah, uh, they talk about specifically, like you know, how they wanted, like the uh... decisions in t- that went into it, rather than the this is how we right. executed it. Like they wanted to, the
1: stuff, to, the suits appear. They're actually being the material around their bodies, the molecules themselves changing, rather than just saying, like, "We hope the costumes appear cool." I mean, they had uh, specific ideas of how they wanted to happen. They should cut and show you things, and
3: and this is why this was the best way to do this particular effect. Yes,
1: um, they even bring up in the interviews about talking about how uh, Brian Cranston was in the original Power Rangers series. Really?
0: Huh. Yeah, he
1: was a monster oh, yeah.
3: voice. Yeah, a couple monst- I think a couple monsters.
1: Yeah, um, they talk a lot about Rita. And
3: well, I mean, she did save the movie. That <laughs> is her, certainly for fucking... Krispy Kreme.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're just really good features. There's a lot of deleted scenes. Uh, some of them I can definitely tell why they were deleted. Because <laughs> uh, some of them are just boring shit. Like, there's a lot of them exploring the cave. Mm-hmm. Which is just completely unnecessary. Some stuff I can tell it was cut just because it it affected the flow of the movie a little bit. It slowed down some areas where it didn't need to be slow.
3: But or like it was, it was just
1: like, oh, this is a neat thing. But yeah, I could see why. Yeah, it was just basically sort of unnecessary. So yeah, but I mean, illuminating stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I guess some of the cave exploring was oh, was partially okay. We're already here. We might as well do some stuff, see what works uh see what uh we find works uh ends up working best and hey we didn't spend all that much extra stuff uh doing the stuff we didn't use so why not?
1: One interesting thing is that uh a lot of the sets were a lot more practical than what you'd expect. Like uh the main power chamber. i I'd say probably about fifty percent of that is actually
3: a real set.
0: Especially
3: mm-hmm. just the background walls and the ceiling that are green screened which so it's it's pretty much the sort of stuff that would have been a map painting in a older series.
1: Yeah, except they actually built a very large real set to act on. Yeah, which is very unusual in this day and
0: age. Mm-hmm. Well cool. Now I just need something that can play Blu-rays.